Morning, everybody, and welcome to Sound Advice. Morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to Sound Advice. My name's Steve Jones, and I'm joined today by my colleague, tax director here at the firm, Peter Herneman. Morning, Peter. Morning, Steve. Morning, and I see that you are sporting a, a new moustache. Is that that's obviously something to do, I'm hoping it's something to do with charity or fundraising, it is indeed. I have successfully never managed to grow a moustache in fifty odd years of my life, so it's been a it's been a joy to grow, and it is the last time I will do it. Believe yes. in me. Yeah, quite. Yeah, we're doing a good job of it, and uh, we are well done. And so, what's that? Is that prostate prostate cancer? It's, it's men's health in general. Very useful thing to do because I've had a lot of people ask me what it's about. So it's, yeah. it gets the, gets it out there. So it is actually a very useful thing and uh, raising a bit of money for charity, but it's generally awareness. So it's very useful. Good. Excellent. Well done. So so what are we here to talk about today? The McLeod remedy, never a straightforward subject. Peter is, a, is an expert in all things NHS pensions, so probably the right guy to talk about it. So as far as I know, Peter, there's been a lot talked about McLeod remedy over the past few years. I understand that the first part of the remedy is now in place. Is that right? And if so, when are we expecting part two? Yeah, I mean, hopefully... This is this is really just an update anyway on on where we are and what we found out from uh, NHS pensions and from the PCSE regarding the, the timescales and what's occurring. So part one of the remedy came into force in in April on the first of April twenty two, and that's where everybody now fits into the new two thousand and fifteen section of the scheme from October this year. So the second part of the remedy is to move all affected members back into the legacy, legacy scheme for the period from 2015 up to 2022. This is the rollback and it affects those of the individuals in the 1995 or 2008 sections of the scheme. And as I say, it covers the period from the 1st of April 2015 up to 31 March 2022. The rollback itself started on the 1st of October 2023. This is the second part of the um, approach that uh, pensions are taking. NHSBCA have suggested that statements, although the process has started on the 1st of October, it's not coming into effect realistically until April 2024 at the very earliest. This is because they're getting the systems in place, they're getting the calculations undertaken, and the statements to be issued will take some time to come come through. There's also a process of dealing with the individuals and how they are within the scheme so the intention is to deal with the retiring members immediately because they're making claims and therefore any of the discrepancies or any of the adjustments that need to be made should be made in real time for those people who are actually claiming. And then those who have already retired and are affected by this McLeod remedy. This means that those active members are going to be the last people to be dealt with. Hence, there's going to be later in the year. The deadline for all of the statements that have to be issued under the remedy is given as the 6th of October 2024. Bearing in mind the numbers, and we are talking about hundreds of thousands of people who may be affected by this and may need something about it, Mm. I wouldn't hold your breath on the 6th of October being the deadline for everything that happens. But the date that people really need to consider is from April next year because that's the likelihood that they will start receiving remedial statements that affect their position. So so what does an affected member need to do once they've received a statement typically, Peter? We've been told 
the remedial statements. This is the revised statements coming out detailing the pension growth, which enables annual allowance calculations to be made. Mm. They're going to contain the original figures that everybody should have already had, plus the revised pension input figures based upon moving back into their legacy schemes, plus details of any scheme pays elections, i.e. those situations where, where they've asked the scheme to settle liabilities, detailing those on these remedial statements. So what they need to do on receipt of those is to contact their accountant advisor or deal with it themselves as soon as possible. They're going to need to recalculate the annual allowance position from 2015-2016 all the way through to 2021-22. Now, the issue there is that in order to calculate from 2015-16 is the likelihood you're going to still need your details going back to 2010-2011 because the carry forward of unused relief in the calculations, which is part of the overall calculation, goes back that far in order to make the position correct. So it's going to be a long process and a quite a detailed process to sort that out. As we've mentioned previously in, in earlier podcasts, due to the revenues statutory limitations, they can only collect underpaid tax or additional liabilities for the last four years. That means that they currently go back to 2019-20, but there is the opportunity if the, the liability changes and it's in the individual's favour, the member's favour, that you can go back as far as 2015-16. So there's lots of complications, but you need to do the entire calculation. Any unpaid tax that falls, any unpaid charge that arises, needs to be paid by January 2025. So what happens from the point of view of affected members choosing whether or not they want to stay in the legacy scheme or revert to the 2015 scheme? How does that work and when have they got to make decision? Right. The deferred choice, the choice as to whether an individual takes the benefits in this seven-year period, either in their legacy scheme, where they're being reverted to under McLeod, or whether they have the choice to take it in the 2015 section, is taken on retirement. So there is nothing to do about that at the moment. That's quite straightforward. It's quite easy. They just deal with the annual allowance and the, the adjustments now. If they retire in 20 years' time, they will still have the choice as to whether they leave the benefits they've accrued in the legacy schemes or wait and take it out of the 2015 scheme. So not a consideration at the moment. They don't need to be thinking about that until such time as they retire. What about next year? Is there anything that people need to do in readiness for that? Yeah, part of this process, we do need to make sure that individuals' records are mm -hmm. up to date all members of the pension scheme should take undertake a review of their pension record. It's important that these records are up to date. There was a situation when Capita took over the pension in around about 2014, 2015. The paper records went on to Tronic Records. And to be perfectly blunt, we're not sure exactly whether all the records were undertaken and moved over correctly. We are being exposed or formed of a lot of errors that have happened on that. And therefore, it's important that an individual make sure that their record is up to date. That's their, their history to make sure that they've got all the years involved on the system to make sure that when the pension calculations are eventually undertaken, they are up to date because of what, what's going on. We would suggest that they contact NHS Pensions 
and ask for a pension service history extract. It's a document that will come through. It's an Excel spreadsheet. It provides historic pension input for annual allowance purposes, which will enable them, advisors, or anybody else to check those figures. But it also gives an idea of the pensionable pay at any periods within the pension they have on record. We have instances where there are significant periods missing, and we also have details on record where those individuals who are on a part-time basis don't have the correct whole-time equivalent calculation, i.e. that they do not have the correct record showing their reduced hours or reduced sessions in order to make sure that the whole-time equivalent is calculated for their pension. So the important thing in that is to make sure that the record's up to date because in all the remedy process, the recalculation of everything is based upon their record. So it's strongly advised as soon as possible, realistically, because there's going to be a lot of people asking that they ask for this pension service history extract. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that a lot of GP's pension records are very often like 18 months behind. You know, is that fair to say? And if so, is there anything they should be aware of when reviewing their pension service history? I, I'm sure GPs will be aware, but the superannuation certificates that are filed detailing the pensionable pay for those individuals are running or will automatically run a year behind. The 2021-22 superannuation certificates were only submitted in February 2023. Likewise, the 23 certificates will only be be filed in February 2024. And again, from the PCSE and from pensions, we've been informed that those certificates will not be available till the end of January next year. Therefore, you can't file anything earlier, whether it be online or as a paper version. So, we're always aware of that. So that, mm. that, that's, that's got to happen. We've been advised by PCSE that they should be um, sorting out the 2023 certificates in December. However, because of the mid-year change in tier rates, it's unlikely that anything will happen before, as I say, late January 2024. Therefore, there's always going to be a problem. We can't get away from that. And there's nothing that can be changed presently. Talking to PCSE... They've stated that they wanted everything made available earlier, but because of the tier rate change, things have just not happened. So there's not a lot we can do about it, but it is an, it is a known issue that I'm sure will be balanced out when it comes to completing the various details that need to be filed under the McLeod remedy. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, look, it's a complex sort of detailed area, isn't it, that needs to be looked at carefully on an individual basis how can people get in contact with you peter my email is um peter.herdiman that's h-e-r-n-i-m-a-n at ballardsllp.com so please feel free to uh, drop me a line if anybody does have a query that's probably the easiest way initially they can call me at the office if they need need any advice which is whatever that is because i really don't know to be Mm. perfectly honest 01905 Seven nine four five zero four. I think the, the easiest thing to do, isn't it, is just uh, give us a call and get in contact. We're always happy to talk to to people uh, on a no obligation basis. Just give us a call and um, and and see what we can do for you. Just to summarise, Steve, it's important that people get their records up to date. Don't expect to receive anything now. It should start from April next year, so don't expect anything until that point. So don't worry if you don't get anything. But in the meantime. Get in contact with pensions and ask them for your service extract. They're the important dates now. 
Everything else is down the road. We're talking about October of next year, January of 25 for liabilities, and then everything else. What we're stressing in this podcast today, really, is get your records up to date and wait until next year for everything else. Excellent, Peter. Really appreciate your your time and expertise as always on this. Anyone listening, get in contact with Peter for more information. And uh, Peter, thank you very much. I will catch you on the next one. Let's speak to you, Steve. Take care. Bye-bye.